Welcome to the Beer Buzz Podcast, the podcast that brings the craft beer community together. Join us as we dive into the world of craft beer, exploring its rich history, unique flavors, and the passionate individuals who brew it. Each episode, we'll sit down with the industry experts, brewers, and beer enthusiasts to discuss the latest trends, share stories, and uncover hidden gems in the craft beer scene. Whether you're a seasoned beer connoisseur or just starting your craft beer journey, this podcast is for you. Get ready to pull up a chair, grab a cold one, and immerse yourself in the captivating world of craft beer. So tune in and let's talk beer. What is going on? And welcome to the Beer Buzz Podcast. I am your host, Dakota. With me, as always, my buddy from Wisconsin, Pete. What's going on, boss? Hey, what's going on, guys? Today's a big day. We have our first official podcast guest. I've known this dude a little bit. You've known him a little bit longer. From TikTok, Michigan beer drinker, Joe. What's going on, boss? What's up, everybody? Super excited to be here. Super excited to banter back and forth across you guys with some beers. Uh, I'm happy to be the first guest. Yeah, it's kind of a, the inaugural guest. So I don't know. I don't know if you get a fucking prize, maybe a fucking beer. I don't know, just a little fucking crown. But nonetheless, I'm happy to have you on. Um, I know you guys banter back and forth with uh, with on TikTok lives and Instagram lives, but now we get to now we get to switch to the podcast form. So, nonetheless, let's jump jump right in. Today's topic of discussion is East Coast versus West Coast, and I I think it's a huge topic. I don't think people really understand the severity of how cool like the difference in IPAs are. And right now you guys are about to go toe to toe, maybe like a three round bout uh, discussing, you know, the differences, the sim- similarities of the East Coast style and the West Coast style. But before we jump right in, Joe, what's in your glass? So, you know, I had to represent the good old hot butcher. I got Megabyte. This is a double IPA, 7.5% Citro Amarillo hopped. This is going to be your New England style East Coast IPA through and through my favorite style of IPA. Pete, what's what's in your glass, boss? Yeah, and so happened uh, I cracked open a hot butcher as well with Joe here. I'm uh, drinking the Lush Terrain, which is uh, this is also a double IPA. This has got mosaic. It's got uh, moteca. Oh man, a lot of different hops I've never even heard of, guys. And wakudu. I don't know how to pronounce some of these fucking hops. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> some some of these fucking names. Yeah, I. Why TT? I don't know. I don't know. This is experimental you, hops, I think. I don't know what's going on. I've never heard. Have you heard of these guys? Heard of these? Those are the Wakanda hops. Wakanda, 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 Wakanda hops. Yeah. Wakanda forever. I, did you just did you just say Watiti? Like Watiti? Like, are you, is, that, is that what you just what, said? It's, it kind of looks like that. Watiti or Titi or Tiki. I don't know. Pete, Pete's suckling on that IPA down there. He's suckling on <laughs> yeah. that Watiti hop. Yeah. But you know, I love I love hot butcher because they always do the tasty notes on the back of the can for every beer that they do. So I mean, this one, this one's a zesty grapefruit, sweet lemon, lemon lime, and pleasant, pleasant grapes. So, so so I for mean, the people that, and it's and it's pretty accurate too on the flavor. It's a beautiful so the, color, for, beautiful haze. For the people that don't know. What is the infatuation with hot butcher? Like, what makes them so? Like, what what makes their beer so good? I'll, I'll pico first. Uh, I mean, the consistency of every beer that they come out with. I mean, it's all kind of the same, um, but like the nice creamy mouthfeel that you get, 
the hoppiness, the citrus. It's just an easy drinking beer. It's not too bitter. Um, that's what a lot of people like stay away from IPAs because they're they're so used to like, I don't like that pine. I don't like that bitterness. Well, Hop Butcher kind of stays away from a lot of those beers like that. Most of the beers that come out, they're very floral and citrusy, really easy to drink, smooth. Right, Joe? Am I, am I not wrong? No, I completely agree with that. And, and it, it extends past their IPAs. Their stouts are fire. Um, when we were there at the brewery in May, I had one of their smoothie style, like seltzers almost. And that thing was spot on as well. So just a consistency across all their beers, they hit those marks, they hit those notes. It's a very easy drinking beer. And it's one of those ones where if you got a homie that doesn't like the bitterness or that hoppiness of an IPA, you could give him one of these and he'd be like, yeah, that, that's good. I can drink that on a consistent basis. And that's what I like about it. And and even touch a base on the, the just like the beer itself, like the the viscosity of the beer, the way the beer looks, how hazy it is, you know, it hits every note. Like you said, like if you want, if you're like, I would even say if you're a beginner IPA drinker, right? If you, if you pick a Papa Trout off the shelf just by accident or whatever, and you taste it, it's not going to be too bitter. It's fairly like the the notes that you taste are like not overwhelming. You're not getting one note after another. Like everything plays well in the sandbox together. And the fact that like it's so smooth, like it, you're not going to taste it and be like, fuck, I feel like I'm eating a hop flower. It's it's smooth all the way through. So you know what you're getting, which I think I appreciate because I, I like IPAs, but I'm more of a sour guy. But when you go from like two sours and then you go IPA, you're like, fuck, this is it's a huge difference. So, yeah, yeah. Hop, hop and what are you drinking, Dakota? Um, I got a I got a perennial. Uh, Artist Nails out of uh, St. Louis, Missouri. This is a hazy, or sorry, heavy air. Uh, it's a little 5.7%. She's uh, she's mighty delicious. I wanted something light to start off tonight. I have, this is my first beer. Uh, yeah, she's delicious. Got to support local. Come on, Pete. Uh, yeah, I know. I'm not even supporting local here. I'm I'm drinking from, uh, you know, Chicago. They're local enough. They're only an hour away from me. That must be nice, you know. Um, little icebreaker. So... Pete, how do you feel about spring training coming up? Pitchers and catchers report your Milwaukee yeah. your Milwaukee Brewers still suck. So they do they do still suck, and hopefully our pitching is uh, you know they got one of their one of their best pitchers. Um, I can't even think of his fucking name right now. Um, but yeah, our our pitching is going to let us down like it, like it does every fucking season. Cardinals are going to be actually I don't know. Cardinals sucked last year, so I'm hoping they're having another shitty season like they did last year. Fingers crossed, just because me and Dakota go back and forth on the Brewers and Cardinals, meaning Cardinals are always up top. They have 11 championships, and, you know, they just riding the riding the horse every year, thinking they're the best team in the in the, uh, in the the MLB. Yeah, I mean, I kicked your ass this season. I mean, the fucking Green Bay Packers didn't make anything of themselves. I mean, they lost to the 49ers. Well, so, if the Packers you know, would have be, beaten the 49ers, we would have showed you guys uh, – it would have been a tougher game for you guys. Oh, oh, is that right? You know, in love and yeah, trust. That is right. Yeah, yeah. Purdy <laughs> looked like shit. Joe, you're a big hockey guy, right? What's your team of choice? I mean, come on, now. you you already know this. It's it's the Wings through and through. I mean, we've had a few uh, ups and downs over the last know, seven seasons or whatever it's been now. Uh, but and Stevie, we trust the eyes are playing, baby, and it's working. It's working. Fuck. It's working. Fuck Steve Eisenman. Um, yeah, but no, I, I look, I will say the only thing that I have to say against the wings is you fucking took out 
Like you guys were the fucking final sword that took out the head coach that brought St. Louis its first Stanley Cup. So, you know, that that's a big fuck you to you. I know, <laughs> hey, we, I know we, you had zero, zero to do with it, but you know what the fuck? Hey, we did. We're we're out here killing head coaches. We're like, hey, you're gone. See you, bud. Yeah, yeah I think you killed another head coach like a, a game or two after that. So it's like you guys were just like, you know, you were the Grim Reaper. You know, we got to do something. We don't have much here in Detroit to root for. Hockey was it. At least the Lions have a turnaround season this year. Hopefully they can repeat next year. But, you know, I mean. I Pistons, can't comment. There's no, there's no NHL team here in Milwaukee. You can't comment to which, any of this. Which so. blows me away that the fact that Wisconsin doesn't have an NHL-grade team. And they're not even in the talks of any expansion state. Like, they're not in any chat ever that I've ever seen about an NHL team. And you guys are literally a hop, skip, and jump away from Canada just like we are here in Michigan. My my thing is like, how does Arizona yeah. and how does Phoenix have a fucking hockey team where they're in the fucking desert, but yet Wisconsin, who's closer to Canada than Phoenix will ever dream of being, does like, how does that make sense? It doesn't. It doesn't. I mean, we got the Milwaukee Admirals, a minor league team that is uh, quite entertaining, but yeah, they're not they're not NHL. So I mean, that's all we got here. I don't, I don't get it. You know, it's like the, it's like the Savannah Bananas of fucking uh, you know, hockey. <laughs> um, Bro, I I would pay money to see a goaltender just like dancing every day in the before save. He's just sitting there, just shimmying and shaking. Just it, we need a Savannah Bananas hockey team. That's what we need. Joe, speaking into existence, because I think that that you want to grab a fan base, that might be the way to do it. Yeah, Why it's not? like the. I mean, we've got Savannah Bananas, the Harlem Globetrotters. Where is? some ridiculous hockey team out there, you know, that's just doing the Michigan and like lacrosse tricks on ice all day long. Like, I mean, that's the way to go. I mean, you just mentioned, yeah, lacrosse mixing skates with lacrosse. I mean, yeah, it's still hockey, but that could be fucking wild. Instead of using a puck, you use a ball. Not bad. Uh, let's jump into East coast. All right. So there's some digging around. So East coast tends to be less bitter, cloudier and a little hazier than, than West coast. Explain to the people who may or may not know IPAs. Some are just into the into the uh, craft beer game. Some may have been in for quite a while. Kind of differentiate between what makes it hazy and what makes it non-hazy, or, or, or what 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 do you when, it, when you're looking at clarity, right? When you pour out a beer, like well, how do you differentiate what's a hazy, what's not a hazy? Are you going to take this? Oh, I was going to say, so, yeah. Okay, so. Uh, I'm not very tech savvy as far as how the brewing process works, but I'm almost pretty close positive that a hazy IPA is actually an unfinished beer. They pull it out of the tanks earlier in the in the brewing process to get more of those fruit flavors extracted from the hops that they use, and that makes it the hazy color. Um, compared to a West Coast, you get a little more clear beer. It's a little more refined, finished product. But the citrus notes, uh, it really tone down that hoppiness to it, so you don't get that bitter you know, you're not drinking a Christmas tree with an East Coast IPA. You're drinking something that has a little bit of bitterness to it, but you'll pick up those fruit notes, so citrusy, grapefruity notes. And if you pack this thing with 12% ABV and you've got fruity notes to take it over, it's dangerous as can be because mm -hmm. you're not going to taste anything but the same beer if you had it in front of you at a 6%. And, and, typically, yeah. and typically it's a shorter brewing process and it uses fewer hops. Mm -hmm. That's what I found. That's what I've looked up. Um, you know, uses, some of the IPAs, it uses it uses fewer hops, fewer addition. Like when you when you add hops into the brewing process, it, you, they they use it or they in, they introduce it in fewer times. 
Oh, okay. Right? So usually I if you know that. boil or if you brew a, a typical IPA, if you brew a typical IPA, depending on how many hops you use, you'll introduce it three different times. You'll do it at like the first start of the whirlpool, like 25 minutes before the, the whirlpool ends, and then five minutes before the boil uh, is finished. Just so like the five minute aspect, you're just basically dry hopping. So you're just getting the aromas, the flavors, the complex notes that the hops give off. Um, so it's added fewer. Whereas like if you're boiling or, or making a more complex beer, that it adds more additional hops to it, such as a West Coast, um, they'll add them more. They'll, they'll add it four or five times. So hmm. that, that's that's kind of differentiated. Cool. So who knows? I just drink Again. it. I, I don't know this science <laughs> shit, man. This is why you're here. I'm here to drink it, review it. That's why you're here, Dakota, to, to educate me. See, in home brewing, I don't have like a big homebrew like kit. Like I, I you know, everything is kind of recipe out for me, and I just kind of read directions. You, and you did make a beer though, didn't you? About last year, didn't you make a homebrew your first beer, and you, you bottled it up? What did What did you make again? You made like yeah, yeah. So my so my kit is by Northern Brewer. Um, uh, they were bought by Anheuser Busch. Um, they make homebrew kits. So the first beer I I made was a was a single hop IPA. Um, it used Simcoe hops. It was a 6.7% ABV. Um, I called it nighttime. Uh, my second favorite team, I know I'm a St. Louis Blues fan through and through. I got a Blues tattoo on my arm. Uh, you know, I, I kind of have an ode to them. But uh, if I had to pick a second favorite team, it would be the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And so when the Vegas Knights were making their Stanley Cup run, um, I brewed that beer. It had a gold kind of like it, was, it wasn't very hazy. So it had like a nice goldish, like almost like a, a nice rich amber lager color. That's what I would compare it to. Um, turned out really well. The fact of the matter is most people at home brew the first like two or three beers are fucking dick. Like they suck. They'll throw them away. They won't taste them. They won't like, it's, it's horrible. But for me, my first beer turned out insanely delicious. So now it's like the fucking, the measuring sticks here. It's like anything below it. It's like, well, this is ass. So yeah, it was a nice, it was a nice beginner IPA. Everybody loved it. I didn't know you used Simcoe hops. I actually love Simcoe hops. One of my favorite hop, actually. So let's get into hops. Let's get into some hop variations that are fairly, I would say, used on the regular. Let's dive into Citra. For for the people who don't know what Citra hops are, I'll go in like a small detail, and then I'll have you know the boys kind of go more into depth. So uh, so Citra hops are more. It's in the name. It's 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 citrusy. Um, so mm-hmm. you're gonna get the nice citrusy notes. Whether you taste orange, whether you taste tangerine, whether you taste lemon, um, you're gonna get a nice citrusy note from those hops. Kind of dive in a little bit more, Pete. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, uh, Citra Hops, probably my favorite hop, too. Um, you're going to get, like you just said, orange, lemon, uh, passion fruit. Passion fruit's a huge one. Uh, grapefruit. I mean, it's all like all the, all the, almost all the fruits you can think of. I mean, those are the kind of aroma. That's the aroma. That's the flavor you're going to get. Um, it's, it's, uh, I mean, I think, did they use Citra in this one? No, they don't use citra, but this one tastes like fucking juice bomb. Lots of flavor. But yeah, citra hops are my favorite hops. I mean, and you're just going to get the aroma of just like all different types of fruit. Uh, it's not bitter. Um, you're not going to get pine. You're not going to get that grassy taste off of citra. It's it's super smooth. It's, it's definitely, I think, if someone's getting into drinking IPA beers and they're, and they're not sure where to go, Citra is like a is a really good beginning, 
beginner hop to look for on a beer. If they, if they tell you the hops on a beer, I mean, it's pleasant. It's, it's just not overpowering. It's, it's nice. It's tropical. It's an easy drinker. I mean, I definitely recommend anybody who's getting into drinking IPAs to, to ask and, and look for a beer that's got citra hops. What's your perspective on that, Joe? Yeah, I, I agree completely. Citra is going to be in pretty much any of these East Coast hazy IPAs. Um, if not, it's going to be either Amarillo followed right after. You get those just citrusy notes. It really tones everything down. <clears throat> you know, I'm almost positive like every freaking Voodoo Ranger, which I always recommend for someone's first IPA, has a citra hop in it because it's just such an easy, drinkable, entry-level hop. And even for advanced you know, craft beer drinkers, it's still a very refreshing beer that has a citra hop in it. You know, it's just, it's a very simple go-to. I know I'm going to like this. I don't have to worry about, you know, experimental B, experimental C, some cryo, whatever, whatever. I know what that's going to taste like, and it's going to taste very citrusy and smooth. Yeah, and I like that you guys said, like, that you guys appreciate, like, citra hops. Like, that's, some, like, that's something that I have come to realize is, like, there's some hops that I just don't like, and it's okay to not like those hops. Now, if you get a beer that has one of those hops in it, you just kind of hope that the other hops kind of overpower it a little bit to kind of take away the the dislikeness. But yeah, citra hops for me are one of those hops that as soon as I get a beer with a citra hop, like I know it's gonna be it's gonna be a juice bomb. It's gonna have some sort of citrus notes to it. I like fruitier shit, so that's something that I look for in a beer with hops. Is like, okay, does is it gonna be fruity? You mentioned Amarillo hops. You want to dive into that one too? So that one I always I always peer as like a uh, a collaborative hop. I don't think I've ever had just a Amarillo hopped single IPA. Not that I can remember. It's always been a pairing of that either with a Citra or like an Eldorado, something always with Amarillo. So as far as it by itself, I personally have no idea what it tastes like. But as a partner, I as a partner, Am hop, it goes very smooth. And Amarillo is actually uh, used in both both types of beers. They're used okay. in West Coast and they're used in East in East Coast. Yeah, West Coast because Amarillo has got a bit, little bit of a spicy note to it. Uh, okay. Pepper, a little bitterness, a little tree, um, and then it's also got like a side of like you know floral, a little tropical. So it, it's a it's a multi-use hop. I mean they. They can use it in East Coast and West Coast. From one, beers I've seen, another one I've that never, I want to get into. Never, I've never seen a straight Amarillo hop beer. I've a single hop. I've never seen that. I don't think I'd because that's it's one of my least favorite hops. To be honest with you. Okay. Okay. When I see it on a beer, and I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to like this because I'm. I mean, I'm slowly getting into those West Coast beers. I, I I wasn't a huge fan of the really bite bitterness of a West Coast, but. It's starting to grow on me. See, and for me, like, Moteca is, like, one of those hops that I'm like, man, okay. Like, I've never had a beer that's strictly Moteca hop. Is it, is it, now, let's, 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 let's talk about this real quick. Is that how you pronounce it? Moteca. Is it Moteca? Motique? Yeah. Is it Moteca? I'll ask Joe. I, I pronounce it Moteca. Moteca? As a, as a hop variation. I don't know how to pronounce that shit. Joe? I think. They're right. Moteca. 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 Okay. okay. So like that, that, that hop variation for me is like, okay, like 
it almost uh, it takes. I don't know. Usually, it's never it's never a single hops. Like you'll never see Amarillo. You'll never see Moteca. You might see a straight Simcoe. We'll talk about that one in just a second. But like for me, the Moteca hop, like I almost feel like has like some sort of like it's a pioneer hop. It has it's very floral, very floral. Like like you're almost like you're eating a mouthful of hops. Which again, for some beer drinkers, that's what that's that's the beer that they're out for. That that they love just a mouthful of hops. And some beers for me, yeah, I love. But some that are that are just like, you know, a mouthful of hops. You know, eight nine percent ABV. You're like fuck. Like I just wanted an easy drinking IPA and not just you know. A, a breakfast or a lunch or a dinner for a beer. Um, but let's talk about the um, other hop that I wanted to talk about before Simcoe is Nelson seven. What's your, what's your guys' take on Nelson seven hop? Don't really know that hop too well. I, I wrote some notes down, but I actually funny enough. I didn't even write that hop down to even look up, but Joe, do you know anything about that hop? That another one that's just blended in with, a lot of the beers that I drink. So I'm assuming it has a very basic flavor profile to it, you know? It's one of those things too. It's like, I want to be able to do like, you know, a collaboration where we like sit down and kind of like smell the hops and then like, maybe like have a beer that's strictly just, you know, Moteca Ford or Amarillo Ford or Nelson seven Ford. That way we can, us beer drinkers can be our, our palate can be a little bit more experienced when tasting that hop. Cause then like, if we're tasting a beer that has fucking all seven of the ones we just na- named, we can yeah. be able to be like, okay, the first note I get Citra. That's most of the time when you have a Citra hop beer, like you're going to, that's the first note you'll taste is citrus. And then if you have one like with Motec or Amarillo, okay. What is the aftertaste? Like what's the, what's the body feel like? What does it feel on the mouth? What does it feel on the tongue? You know, how, like, how does he, how does the taste feel, you know, after you get past the citra hops? So yeah, that, that would be great. That would be a great episode. I'm just wondering how the fuck are we going to be able to get like individual hops that we can like literally smell? I mean, do we? Could we go to a? Can we buy them? Yeah, but are we yeah. going to buy? What are we going to buy? Just a couple? I mean, what are we? What are I we doing know. here? I mean, honestly, we could get our hands on some mead. Like we don't, or we can get it like or wort. You know, literally, it's just non-alcohol. It's just hopped flavored fucking sugar liquid. There's a where there's a will is a way, Pete. I mean, we talked about I was getting say, sponsors- Northern Northern Brewery. I think you talked about Northern Brewery, right? That that's a shop, right? That's where people go to pick up their homebrew stuff, right? Maybe yeah, they maybe- sell yeah, they sell kits, hops, yeah. Mean, malts, yeah, you name mm. it, they sell it. So, and I've been in contact with them too. But uh, like I said, if, if you're speaking into existence, like our uh, sponsorship idea with DeBoer, you know, we'll make yeah. it happen. Yeah. But uh, last top I want to get to. Sorry, what were you gonna say, uh, Joe? I, I really want to try this here if I can. I, it's to get those single hopped IPAs. I know there's a way. I just got to find them and really focus on, you know, okay, this is a single hop. Because I would really love to know what each one of these hops tastes like by themselves, you know. But it's hard to find because some of them are very brash and overbearing. And brewers just don't make that shit because they know. They're like, this, this can't be a single hopped IPA. You know, it's got to be mixed with something. But there's got to be someone out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And and. I think uh, Pete touched touched on it last episode or, or two episodes ago is like the exper- the experimental hops, right? Fuck, we're just starting to get you know a basic knowledge of of the the hops that everybody uses, every brewer uses. Now we're starting to get into fucking experimental hops. It's like it's hard to keep track. And then you start talking about experimental yeast, right? Like some of these breweries are working with you know scientists to develop just a yeast brand just for them. There's a there's a brand um, out of Chicago, Illinois, called Omega Yeast. Um, I'm not too too sure if you guys are familiar with that company. But what they do is they 
they go and collaborate with different breweries, right? So let's say, for instance, um, Four Hands Brewing Company uses Omega Yeast. So well, Four Hands calls them in and says, hey, we want you to develop three yeasts for, you know, our basic IPA or just like a, an experimental IPA. We want one with, you know, a lager or maybe a Hefeweizen. And those yeast packages are, you know, cultured. And then Omega can sell those like packets to like, you know, home brewers like me or that, you know, other breweries are like, hey, I want to do a collaboration with Four Hands, but I need their yeast. Boom. Right out of the gate. Omega's like, no shit. I got you. So I think that's kind of cool is like, you know, utilizing the, the experimental hops, but now we're getting into the experimental yeast and having a company like Omega. And uh, I'd love to get Omega yeast on the podcast and kind of talk about that perspective of beer making, because, you know, that's something that, I mean, we all know yeast is involved in the brew making process, but like how much does it actually affect the beer? But uh, the last top we'll talk about is uh, the one we just talked about uh, like five, five or 10 minutes ago with Simcoe. What's, what's your perspective on the Simcoe hop? What do you, what do you, what's the flavor notes? What are the flavor profiles of that? that I mean, Simcoe, Simcoe, leans towards more pine but uh pleasant pine i would say i'd say I, that that's probably the best description of simcoe hops a pleasant pine so it's not overly bitter if you you see that and there's a lot of grapefruit notes too with simcoe hops i, I love sim i like actually they're actually hop butcher made a sim uh, a single hop beer with just simcoe hops i can't recall what the beer was called joe you probably had it Yep, I um, was just going to bring it up because I'm. I remember you had it. It's a uh, meet the Simcoes. Oh, it's just like okay, meet the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I re- yeah, it's good. It's good. And it's a damn good beer, right? I mean, it's a pleasant pine, but also like some grapefruit, uh, citrus notes. Uh, I freaking love Simcoe. Simcoe is a fantastic hop. Yep, and it's this used is the one... in both beers. It's used in West Coast and East Coast. Yep. So we're, I know we're talking about East and West, but we're missing out a very big portion of this and the Simcoe falls right into it. And that is your Midwest American IPA, which is the perfect collaboration of both, which could be its own episode by itself because some people get it right. Some people get it really wrong. And there's a lot between that, but the Simcoe hop is perfect for that because you do get the best of both worlds and you get a perfect American Midwest IPA, which makes perfect sense why Hop Butcher being in Chicago makes meet the Simcoe because it is just the Midwest IPA. Yeah. So what was the, what was the, what was the clarity on that? That beer? Was it a hazy? That full Simcoe? Oh yeah. Definitely. It was a hazy. Yeah. So def- wasn't an American. Wasn't a, wasn't a uh, West coast. Uh, even though it was a Simcoe hop, it was, I mean, it was probably double dry hopped. Right. Assuming. Yeah. Damn good beer. Like I said, so I think, everything by Hot Butcher is phenomenal. Absolutely. I think everybody has their own like Hot Butcher beer that's like, I can drink that every day of the week and twice on Sunday. For me, it was Deep Dish. Um, that, was a, that, was a, that was a mouthful of hops. I forgot how many hops variations were in there. I think it was up to five, five or six. Um, and that beer was, as soon as you poured it out, like you could smell the hops, the hops hit you in the face. But as soon as you put that beer to your nose, it was, it was as smooth as you could find. So, you know. Probably one of my favorite beers, Hot Butcher. Again, if you're in the Midwest, great. Try to get your hands hands on some Hot Butcher. If you're not, try to find somebody that uh, you could hook up with and uh, get your hands on a Hot Butcher because uh, you won't regret it when it comes to IPAs. The IPA game is super strong. I mean, I was going to have these guys kind of list off maybe a handful of uh, of hazies that they recommend that you know stand out to them if they could. Maybe Joe, you start. 
it's it's actually really sad. As far as hazies go, Hot Butcher definitely. Um, Treehouse does make some quality stuff. They're just I don't like their politics behind their beer. Um, not that they're like political. That it's just the the operations at the brewery and uh, means and how you have to get them. Having a two beer limit at the brewery is ridiculous when you've got like ninety acres of a brewery. But that's besides the point. Um, but then I fall into a lot of West Coast breweries that make some fantastic hazy IPAs, and you know like the brew hosts, the true you know the uh, the Troons, the, I mean, just unreal West Coast breweries that make North Park, that make unreal New England IPAs that are on the West Coast. I think those are a few, some of my favorites for sure. I, mean, I got a North Park tattoo, so, you know, you know, I love me some North Park. <laughs> Pete, what about you, boss? I mean, he just described all like my, all my favorite breweries, you know? Um, I mean, I do have some, some that he didn't mention, but, uh, you know, I'm um, just trying to think of my top uh, five. You know, he didn't mention Toplin Goliath, another brewery that I feel never misses, like Hot Butcher, when it comes to an IPA. It makes some great hazy IPAs. I don't think I've ever had a West Coast from them. I don't even know if they make West Coast, but Toplin Goliath, fantastic. Other half from Brooklyn, which other half is now going to be over, opening up a new brewery, new spot in Chicago. Shout out to them. I mean, I'm looking forward to being uh, a quick hour and a half drive to another fantastic brewery. Uh, they're opening up soon here in the next few months. Uh, so, yeah, we got other half. We got Top of the Goliath. Uh, Top of the Goliath is out of uh, Decorah, Iowa. And then we have Fiden's, uh, Fiden's Brewery, which is out of Albany, New York. Their, their beer are top notch. I mean, I have not had one bad hazy IPA from them. Um. I guess uh, let's go down to Florida, Woven Water, fantastic brewery. Uh, they make some good sours, but they also make some really good IPAs. I've had, I haven't had a bad beer from them at all yet. So great brewery for uh, if you're down in Florida, Woven Water. They're in the Tampa area. Um, Joe mentioned a lot of California breweries that I already <laughs> like North Park and Brewhouse, Moon Moonraker. That's another good one out there. Um, yeah, um, I'm sure I'm missing a bunch. Um, I mean, I'm going to drop a hazy in here that may or may not be controversial. OJ, run by, OJ run by Narrow Gauge is still one of my favorites to drink. And yes, I am oh, yeah. going to be super biased. But... I know, I'm like totally forgetting about where I lived for the last 10 years <laughs> in St. Louis, guys. Uh, yeah, Narrow Gauge, like you just mentioned, uh, definitely one of my favorite breweries. Uh, definitely in Missouri, Narrow Gauge. Uh, Side Project, I know Side Project is pretty well known and throughout the country they're known for their their barrel aged stouts but they actually have really good ipas as well modern brewery dakota might you know disagree <laughs> with that but modern brewery is actually pretty solid they make some good they make some good beer too so yeah definitely um st louis has got some uh it's got a great selection even perennial too perennial is good and you're drinking a perennial beer yeah perennial and uh um we're gonna switch the game to uh to west coast and uh the pivot for me is Four Hands Brewing. Uh, they're probably one of the largest breweries in St. Louis, if not, uh, I would say, the smallest, biggest macro that we have. Um, Schlafly being the top guy, but, you know, they're pretty much another Anheuser-Busch. But uh, let's dive into the West Coast. I know I see Joe pouring a beer out now. What do you got in your glass, my guy? So this is Everywhere Brewing from Orange, California. This is the first time I've ever had anything from them. It's just a straight-up West Coast IPA. There's no hops listed on here whatsoever. So we're going in. Um, but it's, it's gladness. 
<laughs> I, I don't know it, but you could definitely right off the rip. I mean, see the difference between the East Coast and the West Coast. This boy is clear. It looks like I just poured up like a, like a Kolsch or a lager. Like it is crystal clear. I can see everybody right through it. Pete, what's in your glass balls? And, you know, I don't, I don't know if this is an actual West Coast, but it's definitely not a hazy. It's definitely not in New England. So I'm off to New England at least. And, I mean, look at the color. It's dark. It looks like an amber. Actually, it almost tastes like an American IPA. Um, a little maltiness, more bitterness, not so tropical. Um, well, it does say an American hop assault, so maybe it is an American IPA. Uh, <laughs> but... We're we're getting close. I, I literally tried to find a West. I know we were doing this this podcast tonight. We we're going to do East Coast West Coast, and I was at like two shops looking for a single West Coast beer. Funny enough, uh, all I saw was 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 uh, East Coast, East Coast, East Coast, hazy, 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 hazy. Couldn't find a fucking um, West Coast. So hey, I mean, I'm in the middle with an American, and it tastes way more. West Coast, then it does taste like East Coast. So, you know, it's got that maltiness. I think West Coast are are very malty, more piney, more bitter, um, more dank, which I have nothing against because I like that danky, resiny, uh, pineness um, from an East from a West Coast. All right, so I'm gonna meet in the middle since you know. He failed to get an IPA that was West Coast. So we got Voltron. I know they did a lot of collaborations with different breweries. This one in particular, let me twist this thing around. What the hell? Is uh, Hot Butcher. I don't know if you can see that very well. But, yeah, this is a collaboration. This is Volume 3. This is their West Coast style IPA with their collaboration with Hot Butcher. So like you were just saying. How is that? That is one That is one I really, really wanted. So how is it? All right, he's taking a sip. Let's. I want to see this review. I'm curious. Okay, so let me let me let me just say this. I like Four Hands beer. Do I think they're like my favorite when it comes to St. Louis beers? No, but again, there's a lot of breweries here in St. Louis that make decent beer. Then you add Hop Butcher, and then we just talked about Hop Butcher for at least ten minutes. They make really good beer. They make really good IPAs. They don't fucking miss. This isn't a miss. So for Four Hands to put their name as a collaboration with Hot Butcher, it should fucking taste really good, and it does. So that's good. That's good because what was Volume One? It was Four Hands and what like other half? It was two bangers, right? No, the the one I sent you. Yeah, it was two bangers of a brewery that tasted. Well, it was Four Hands, which I wouldn't say that's a banger, and then it was Narrow Gauge. I sent you the Narrow Gauge one, but you've had Narrow Gauge. Yeah, and I I enjoyed Narrow Gauge, and I expected with the forehands like it would have been better than it was, and it was not. Yeah, it was it trash. It was not good. See, and I think the the reason why forehands gets such a bad rap is I feel like they make more mainstream beer. With guys like Perennial, with guys like Side Project, with guys like Narrow Gauge, fuck, I'll even put Heavy Riff on there. They're gonna make more of the the experimental IPAs. They're gonna they're gonna take more of a risk because they're more of like I feel like a craftier. Uh, brewery they're 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 okay with making a smaller batch selling less cans whatnot when it comes to four hands four hands is a very very large brewery it's one of the largest in st louis and so they're going to want to make more mainstream things that are not so experimental they want to they have a demographic they're trying to appeal to and if they miss the mark on that demographic then they're going to start losing business left and right you know I've, i've been to their tap room it's insane they have it's pretty much a a compound i would take 
toppling Goliath and multiply it by three. It's huge. Um, but yeah, I think that's why they, they're starting to integrate like your narrow gauges. Fuck, if they did phase three, that, that's wild. But to do one with Hoplitcher, someone who's very, very well-respected in the IPA game, do I think Forehands makes bad IPAs? No. But they're nowhere near Hoplitcher's level. So they're mid. You know, yeah. So you so you can lab you collaborate with 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 I would say a powerhouse in the IPA game. And boom, you make a good IPA. Cool. Now you get to put your name on it. All right, so let's get into West Coast. So this is a so West Coast IPAs are often dry hop beers. And so, you know, this this involves a, a boiling process that takes a lot longer than most beers. Um it's it tends to be less hazy or not hazy at all. The clarity is very you can you can pretty much see through it. It's not Pilsner level. Fuck Pilsner is pretty much just like looks like urine. You can see right through it. Um what's what's usually like the flavor notes and, and uh combinations that you kind of taste when drinking a um West Coast style IPA? I'll have you go first, Joe. So right off the bat, a really good West Coast IPA, you're gonna taste those malts first before any hot burn or anything like that. Like this this one right here is a very subtle it's got a little bit of pininess to it, but it's very, very malt forward. Um, there's really no alcohol burn, which is good because it's probably like a 7%. Um, doesn't say on here. It might even be less than that. Um, but if you get some West Coast IPAs, if you make your way up to the northern part of that, you'll get a Christmas tree in a can. 100%. Then if you stay like a little towards the middle, it'll be like you're drinking some bong water. It's very dank, right? <laughs> I'm not, I'm not wrong here, right? <laughs> like, no, you're you're so, absolutely right. There's almost like three different styles of West Coast IPA, and it just depends. If you think about the West Coast of the state, California itself is massive, and then as you go out to Portland and like you know Oregon and and all that, like they're they take up such landmass that it's it's okay to have three different styles of that West Coast IPA. Uh, you. You don't get many that do all three well, uh, but people are very adamant on which version of those West Coast IPAs they like the most. Uh, me personally, give me a little bit of pininess, a little bit of dankness, and a little bit of maltiness, and you, you got me sold. I don't mind drinking a little bit of nature, even though it's all nature, but I don't want to be chewing on a Christmas tree. What do you think? What do you think? You know, do you agree, disagree, Pete? Um, I, I, I totally agree with him 100%. I just liked how he said, like, the further, further south you go, it's going to taste like bong water. Um, he's, he's right about that. Yeah, no. Yeah. Um, yeah, West Coast beers. Um, and I've had plenty of piney tree tasting beers. I'm trying to think of, uh, you know, the OG, the OG of West Coast beers, Russian River. Pliny the Elder. Everybody fucking talks about it. And then I had it. I had Pliny the Elder. I had Pliny the Younger. Done it all. Um, and yeah, Pliny the Elder is good. It's a good beer. It's a good fucking West Coast beer. There's nothing bad about that beer. It's a very good beer. And it's very piney, very tree, dank, skunky. But it's very pleasant, though. It's pleasant. It's, 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 it's definitely not for someone who's just getting into West Coast beers. You, you, if you're just getting the IPAs, you are not going to like that beer. But, you know, me and Joe, we've had plenty and plenty of IPAs. We've, our palate is used to those kind of flavors. So 
um i was just thinking about it because like uh our friend louis out there he's got a they just dropped a Pliny for president joe have you did you get that one or no, Louie ended up getting two of them at Whole Foods, but that was the only limit. And he was, said he was going to go back in and try to get more, but he never did. So <laughs> I have not had plenty for president yet. But yeah, Russian River, they're the OG. They're, they're the ones who like started the the West Coast beers, apparently, right? I mean, they're the ones who well, became famous or, I don't know, started. Yeah, it's it's them and like and then Hetty Topper on our end. Of oh, things, yeah, Hetty right Topper. East Coast. East Coast, so those yeah. are the two like OGs. You got Pliny at Russian River, and then Hetty Topper on the uh, on the East Coast, which we've had both of those. We've been blessed to have so many beers. And between me and Pete, I mean, we're probably at what two thousand different beers between me and uh, you now. Yeah, between me and Joe, we've 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 tried them all. We have tried it's the best of the best. There's still a lot of breweries that I haven't tried. I mean, California's got like a thousand breweries. Still lots of beer for me and Joe to try, but we've definitely touched quite a bit. And um, I'm always looking to try new breweries, too. I'm, uh, this year, I'm literally focusing on trying to get involved with trying new breweries and not being so focused on trying all the hype breweries, which, you know, are like Brewhouse North Park. I love those beers, but there's just so many other breweries in the country that, you know, I want to I wanna, I wanna try them all, man. I want to I will literally... I want to take a road trip. I want to try every fucking brewery in the country. That is that is a goal of mine. I got a question, Joe. I asked this Pete. I think I asked this to Pete maybe an episode ago, uh, and we'll get, we'll jump back into the, to the West West Coast game. But I'm curious. So when it comes to beer drinking, you've you've done a decent amount of TikToks. You've done a decent amount of reviews. Um, would you say that you think, or maybe you're close to having at least one beer from every state? Uh, I have a map, and the only states I'm missing are the uh, the, the the Mormon Bible Belt, you know, the <laughs> dry states that I just have to find somebody that lives there. But yeah, I've I've damn near had a beer from every state, multiple if you, beers from if every you, state if, at this if, point. If you had to pick a state, and I don't think I asked this to Pete, so I'll ask this to both of you. If you had to pick a state in which you think almost represents the beer capital world that makes literally hand over fist some of the best beer. What, what state would you have to choose from? You could be a homer. You could say Michigan. I don't give a fuck. Michigan makes good beer, but I don't think anyone touches California. And that's just because they've got the quantity over everybody else. I would say close second, probably Texas. And then mm. I would go hometown guy from Michigan. And then it would be like Jersey and any of those East East Coast states up there for sure. What about for you, yeah, Pete? Yeah, I mean, he's not wrong about California and Texas. <laughs> breweries out of there um i'd say my 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 two other favorite states uh with great craft beer are uh florida um and uh in new york yeah fuck yeah florida and new york yeah new york you got fight-ins you got fucking uh froth you got equilibrium you got um other half i mean a lot of great breweries in new york uh, Florida, you got Woven Water and Corporate Ladder and Spanish Marie and Invasive Species and Civil Society and uh, there's 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 I know there's another one I'm missing, but there's there's a lot. People don't think of Florida having great breweries. There's a lot of great breweries in Florida, especially in the, on the 
West Coast side, Tampa area. So many great breweries down there. Yeah, I, like I, I agree with that. I, for, I forgot about New York, too. New York, unreal beer out of New York, man. Unreal. So I got a question. So when you, when you when it comes to West Coast IPAs, usually, like, the brewing process is a lot longer. There's typically more hops added to the brew, um, like, start to finish. Um, you know, in a brew day, it could take, you know, three to eight hours. Uh, I was talking to our um, our good friend Lucas, um, you know, about different the different processes in which, you know, brewing beer happens, you know, you know, what takes longer, what takes, you know, less time or whatnot. And, you know, the West Coast style IPAs take a lot longer. But when you when it comes to pouring one out, when it comes to tasting one, do you think when it comes to drinking an East Coast as opposed to a West Coast, do you think the when you put the nose to the glass, do you think one has an overpowering flavor or aroma more than the other? Definitely. You're going to get more maltiness on, on the East Coast or sorry, uh, the West Coast versus the East Coast. You're going to. That's like the first initial like taste you're gonna get is that malt, followed by like pine, and then you're gonna get tropical notes too. There's plenty of West Coast or yeah, West Coast beers that have that tropical citrus notes, which is kind of like that's why I'm kind of getting into those West Coast beers now. They're a little bit different, they're a little bit more pioneer. But then you know you drink it, drink it. You're gonna get that malt. You're gonna get the pine. But on the end, on the back end. Typically, depending on what kind of hops they use, you're going to get like kind of floral. You're going to get a little bit of citrus, you know, and it's it's very like pleasant. I don't know. You got to, your palate has to get used to that because if you're just diving right into it, you're not going to be like, ah, oh, this is, this is not like my usual, my, 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 uh, New England IPAs, you know? So it's, it's something you have to get used to. It's definitely not, I think anybody who is diving into IPAs for the first time, they need to let, lean towards the East Coast beers first. Yeah, I 100% agree. I, I'm going to use the analogy here is West Coast is black coffee, right? It it lingers. It hangs around for a while. You can't – I mean, some people can. Me personally, I can't just pound West Coast IPAs. They hang around. They're harder for me to drink back to back to back. And if you add like a triple, I, triple West Coast IPA – is going to be very difficult for me to drink where a triple East Coast hazy IPA, I'll mow through no problem. East Coast is going to be a bunch of creamer in that bitch, and it's going to taste amazing, my opinion. Some people love black coffee. I don't. I love some creamer in my coffee. I like I like that analogy. I was about I literally was about to ask that same question. It's like, okay, if you had to differentiate between the two of them, how are you going to separate them? And I, I like that analogy a lot. I'm not a big coffee drinker. I definitely don't like fucking black coffee. Um, so having that analogy, I think, will definitely help some of the the, the viewers who you know are, are just getting into the IPA game because you know IPAs tend to be scary, right? If you if you grew up like I did, you grew up in Anheuser Busch's backyard, so you were drinking fucking lagers, pilsners, you know, the lightest of the light. And then as you start getting into the craft beer game, you're like, what the fuck is this? You know, what are what are hops, right? Um, and having to differentiate between a West Coast style IPA and an East Coast style IPA. Um, being able to have yeah that that analogy of like if you like black coffee sure go ahead and fucking ruin your taste bud but if you want to you know sit back relax and enjoy a beer you know dive into a New England style hazy IPA so I, I appreciate that analogy Joe that's 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 a good way to no look that, at it. that is a good one man yeah great way to uh, describe that because uh, yeah I do like cream in my coffee I don't like black coffee I'm mean, I'm I'm an energy drink guy if I had to choose but like no nah, coffee's yeah fuck that fuck all that um. We did this with the East Coast. I'm gonna have you do it with the West Coast. You can name the same brews. You can say newer ones. If you had to choose a couple of the the West Coast IPA 
you know, breweries that stick out to you the most? Which ones are you going for? I'll start with you, Joe. Shit. Uh, North Park is <laughs> right there, as always. <laughs> have you had um, a West Coast from North Park, though? I have, actually. Okay. Um, shit. Uh, Great Notion makes a decent West Coast IPA. Um, why are West Coast breweries eluding me right now? There's so many of them. Uh, Monkish, Monkish nice. makes a fantastic West Coast IPA. Uh, Brewhouse obviously makes a fantastic West Coast IPA. There's just thousands of breweries on that side of the country that I just I can't I, I've I've lost track of in my mind here. Circle back, I may remember some. Yeah, no, right, see, I'm just, on yeah, 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 yeah. I'm on the spot here. Yeah, I, I'm like Joe here. I'm thinking like, because I'm I'm a hazy boy. I'm a hazy boy. I'm drinking always hazies. <laughs> to for to me to think about like what are the breweries out there that I really like their east or their their west coast, Russian River, Russian River, Pliny the Elder, Pliny the Younger, all west coast style beers. Um, I just don't. I mean, when I'm going out and buying beer, and I'm always looking for those New Englands. I'm always looking for hazies. Um, well, let's go local here. Uh, Oak Brewing uh, out of Milwaukee, uh, technically West Dallas. Uh, they make some really good West Coast beers. Shout out to Oak Brewery in uh, West Dallas. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, I you know I can't really like every brewery makes a West Coast beer. So like Joe saying North Park. You know, they make a West Coast beer. I probably have had a West Coast beer from them. So shout out to them. But, you know, it's hard to say, like, what, what my favorites are. Because I'm just, I go straight to Russian River because Russian River was the OG to West Coast beers. So Plenty, plenty the uh, plenty the Elder is uh, definitely, and I've had Plenty the Elder a few times. And it's a fantastic beer. It's a fantastic West Coast beer. Very piney. Uh, a little citrus notes on the on the on the back end there, really easy to drink. It's definitely not for a beginner, but it's a damn good IPA. Joe, you got any more? I don't know why I forgot, but Nightmare Brewing makes a very good West Coast IPA as well. And actually, the one I'm drinking right now, this Everywhere Brewing Company, this is pretty fire. And I'm glad I've got like three more from this brewery in the refrigerator. Because this this isn't bad. I can drink this. It leaves a little bit of a bitter aftertaste, but it's not overbearing at all. So I really want to dive more into this brewery for sure. Revolution, this beer that I'm drinking right now. This is from my. I mean, I know it's more of an American, but damn, it tastes like a West Coast. It is bitter, like super, super bitter on the back end. Um, yeah, it's it's definitely not my favorite, but it's it's. <laughs> That's a bitter fucking beer. Um, well, I think that about does it for the uh, East Coast and West Coast debate. Now, this is going to be a dumb question because I feel like with, with listening to this podcast for the last you know 50 minutes, I feel like I know where you guys are going to stand. Joe, what's your uh, – what's your uh, if you had to pick between East Coast, West Coast, which one are you diving into the most? West Coast, worst coast. We're going East Coast, <laughs> baby. Pete, what about you, boss? No, it's East Coast all the way, man. I'm a hazy boy. Always gonna be hazy boy. I, I just love my hazies. Best, best, easy drinking beers. I mean, if you're getting into IPAs, guys, you you, you have to start with hazy IPAs. Got to go with New, New England. That is gonna be the best way to get into 
drinking IPAs because it's just it's just more pleasant. It's just as on the palate, it's just not in your face. Uh, easy to drink. It's just it's those are the best IPAs out there. No, I would agree, and and I, I feel like I'm gonna stand as well with Pete and uh, and go with yeah. I'm I'm a hazy guy through and through. Um, you know, Hot Butcher again makes some of the best hazies in the world. That's why they called Hot Butcher for the world. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go with the hazy. Um, I'm more of a sour guy, but if I had to go IPA, probably gonna land on the hazy. But uh, Joe, I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day and uh, you know joining us on the podcast. Um, if you want to find Joe. Go ahead and hit him up on TikTok. He's at Michigan Beer Drinker. He's rapidly approaching 30,000 followers, and uh, you'll have to check out his TikTok to see if he might be doing something fun once he hits the 30K realm. Um, You can hit us up every Wednesday. We release a podcast every Wednesday with new guests, new topics, new discussions. Uh, We are at the Beer Buzz Podcast on Instagram. We have a link tree. We have a Facebook. We are now releasing our videos so you can see our pretty faces on YouTube. Um, So if you want to join us, if you have questions, comments, or concerns, our DMs are always a welcome. Uh, we have a Gmail, so if you want to hit us up with maybe a uh, possible collaboration or somebody that you think we should have on the podcast, I'm always reading those. Would love to have new guests such as Joe. Um, but, uh, no, I appreciate you, Joe. I appreciate you, Pete, for joining us tonight. And uh, until next time, boys, cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. I finished my beers. I don't know where <laughs> you guys are at. The Beer Buzz Podcast is sponsored by Tavor. One-of-a-kind brews you can't get anywhere else. Fill your fridge with unique craft beers you can't find locally. Access highly rated IPAs, stouts, sours, and more. Craft beer delivery made easy. New users who spend $25 in the Tavor app will get a $10 credit towards the next purchase. Use code BEERBUZZ, that's B-E-E-R-B-U-Z-Z, at checkout. Visit Tavor at www.tavor.com and find the Tavor app on the Google Play Store and Apple App Store. 